Hello, this is Tim with FECTalk.com. This is our second podcast recording. This will be episode two, and our guest tonight is going to be Joe McCormick with A&A Global. A&A Global is a redemption and toy company. They also have uh, Coco's Confection. It's candy. They do a lot of things for the industry. Joe, welcome to the show. I am so glad to have you here. Well, thank you, Tim. Uh, it's very nice of you inviting me. I appreciate it. Thank you. So, Joe, where did you grow up at? I grew up in West Roxbury, Massachusetts. All right. From the Northeast. From the Northeast. Yes, I am. You couldn't tell from your accent. Yeah, it, it gives it away sometimes, Tim. Gotcha. All right. So what did uh, young Joe do in the Northeast? What were some of your first jobs out there before you got into the industry? When I was 12 years old, I basically got my first paying job. I worked at a place called Dixon's Five and Dime on Center Street in West Roxbury. It was a typical old-time five and dime where you could get penny candy, little toys, penny toys. I would basically stock all the shelves with the little bin toys we have now. They were We would sell them for, I think it was three for a nickel back then. Okay. And I did that for maybe maybe two years. All right. And that sounds exciting. You get to play with toys at 12 years old. Labor laws must have been a little different then, or was it a family thing? No, I kind of uh, kind of slipped through the door. <laughs> there you go. That happens. I, I did the same thing when I was young. Yeah. Right. But, I'd only work. I, I would probably work. 10 to 12 hours a week, basically, and it was just stocking the shelves for Mr. Dixon at the time. Oh, yeah, that's great. There was always a benevolent business owner when I was growing up as a little kid. Hey, you, you can dust this, you can yep. do that. Always, always yep. great. Yeah, great, great corner stores back then. So how did you break into the industry, Joe? I had joined the service in 1975, and I was in for three years, and when I got out, and I got back home, I decided to go to college in Miami, Florida. I went to, well, not actually Miami. It was Opelika. It was, uh, at the time, it was called Biscayne College. Um, it was taught by the Augustinians. And it was also the training camp for the Miami Dolphins back then. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I, I, I worked there. Went, went, well, I, I studied there. Um, I was a correctional officer at the same time down in Dade County Jail. And I was down there for four or five years, got married, met a girl, got married, and her family had a carnival supply business, a toy store carnival supply business up in Maryland. Okay. I went to work uh, for the father, and I, I worked there for 20 years. Oh, wow. So what kind of toys? Was it like Redemption? It wasn't really the Redemption we have now, but it was more like, and I'm sure some of it's crossover. Well, it, yes, yes and no. I I did everything from school bazaars to firemen's carnivals to the, you know, I sold merchandise to the guys that came down from the Maryland State Fair. So I would sell everything from the little tchotchkes uh, all the way to the, Forty and fifty dollars stuffed animals, the huge ones. Okay. Um, it was it was quite it, it was exciting. We, we would do we would do redemption for the school back then. Okay. So we what we would do is rent the, all the equipment. I had all the games from wheels to the cat rack to 
the milk bottles, milk cans, everything. I must have had 60 different games, and I probably had five to ten of each of them. I would let the schools use the games at no charge if they bought the merchandise from me. Okay, great, great business. And then what I would do is I would set up the prizes according to more or less ticket values, which weren't really ticket values, but uh, like, for instance, if they were playing a milk bottle, uh, milk bottles were the, it was about one in eight would win. So we figured if you charged a quarter, you took in $2 and you gave out maybe a 75 cent to a dollar toy, depending upon what the school wanted to do. So I would set all that up for them. We also did um, sometimes where they had a game night where we would actually use tickets and the kids would redeem their tickets for prizes. So I would set up the ticket values and all the prizes for them. Okay. So one of the questions that I'm going to have, and, you know, it's not totally relevant, the carnival people, from what it sounds like from your perspective, they weren't making the money hand over fist like everybody thinks that they do. It's the way you look at it. I mean, they made good money sure, doing it, but you remember we only had uh, our season was from March, and March used to always be you'd get out there to crack the nut, you know, you wanted to get and start making some money to buy stock. And then it would go until maybe sometimes into October, weather permitting. Sure, and I'm sure they made money, but when you were talking about, like, the quarter and you got a one out of eight wins, it's... Well, yeah, but... but I, but you got to remember back then it was much different because the the small plus that we have now, which is a dollar twenty cent, back then that was probably I'm going to guess around I would sell it for nine dollars a dozen back then. Right there you go. So prices were different. Sure, and and nowadays when you throw throw stuff at the thing it's not a quarter a toss anymore you get five you know five rings for five bucks or ten rings for five bucks or you know whatever the deal is at the time exactly exactly yeah exactly but it was a fun business i mean i really enjoyed it i would actually run run the joints some joints myself because i would when i would do the fireman's carnival they would want me there to supply stock for them Mm mm-hmm so what they would do is they'd give me a location that I could put a, one, and I had a couple carnival trailers, um, so that that allowed me to put a stand in. Started um, hustling, and it it, sure. it, it, was, it was fun. All sorts of games, you know. Um, the guess your age, guess your weight, milk bottles, bat cats. Oh yeah. So it, it it was it was a good time. Okay. Well, I want to thank you for your service to the country first, but um, well, thank you, Tim. I'll let you know what my favorite game was, and I know you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. It was pop, uh-huh. popping the balloons with the dart. They would always have the heavy metal and hard rock mirrors. You remember those? Yeah. Oh my goodness! Oh, those were hot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I loved those when I was a kid. I was like, man, I got to get that Aussie mirror. I got to get that Motley Crue mirror. Judas Priest. Yep. Yeah. You know they they knew what they were doing. They They'd get every niche they could. But back then it was, and I believe they're still in business, Bones, Bones used to make, uh, I think it was a 4x4 
an eight by eight and they were in a cardboard folder, but it was actually glass that was laser printed or whatever. Okay. Uh, that was a great game. And then of course, you know, you had the 16 by twenties. That was one of the games I ran also that, that did, did very, very, very well. All right. Did you yeah, did, ACDC, yeah all of those guys? Did, yeah. Did you sell the mirrors at all or? Yes, I sold the mirrors. Okay. I actually bought from a company up in Tom's. I think I think he was in Tom's River. It was the name of the company back then was it was Rock Mirrors. Okay. And uh, I used to buy quite a bit from him, but I can still remember the boxes. You know, you'd get a dozen in the box, and they were all glass. You know, the glass front, and uh, yeah, that was a that was a good joint. That really did well. I bet, yeah. So, yeah. did you get into uh, any of the, you know, like the retro video games? They weren't retro when we were kids, but you know what I'm saying. You know, like. Well, the, oh, yeah. I, I always loved pinball machines. Um, yeah, I love pinball machines. Um, it, they were great. They were great. You know, and, 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 and as they came out, I liked the video games. I can remember um, one Christmas. Uh, Santa Claus brought one of my kids um, an old Atari, an Atari system. Okay, yeah. And uh, I had set it up, and you know, Christmas morning, and they came. My son came down, and he was like uh, sitting watching. And finally, about an hour goes by, and he said, "Dad, I think Santa Claus brought that to me." <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, but no, yeah, it was Space Invaders, and uh, oh yeah. Yeah, they were great. Did you ever have uh, arcades in your hometown, like with the the real machines? Um, you know, not back then. I mean, yeah, I grew up in the you know late '60s, early '70s. Yeah. You know, pinballs were basically, you know, the big thing back then. Sure, sure. I I remember, you know, in my hometown when they. When I was a little kid, they had the fun hut in it, you know, full of the pinballs and the arcade games were starting to make themselves known. And I was just mind blown, you know. Oh, yeah. You could play for hours and hours. Oh, I yeah. can remember I can remember putting a dime in the machine and playing forever. Yep. And pinball machines are my passion now, too. I love them. But I, I like the retro Retro machines from the 80s. Yeah, the retro is nice. Yeah. Yeah. So is that is that where you were until your present job? Or? Well, yeah, I was with, a, I, you know, I had that company for 20 years, and, you know, things transpired, you know, sure. life took took over, you know, you know, went through a, a divorce and, you know, I just finally said, you know, I I had done it for 20 plus years, you know, and, and I also rented, you know, I had maybe, I think I had 15 moonwalks. I had dunking booths, cotton candy, popcorn, snow cone. And, you know, when I started, I was a young man. You know, I had 20 years of schlepping that stuff around. You know, I just finally said, okay, I'm going to. I'm going to go to work for somebody. Sure. And 
I can remember I I I, I knew Jerry Clothier okay. um, through through my store, and um, I had bought actually purchased stuff from A and A when it was A and A Parkway. I used to buy the uh, high bounce balls because they were the cheapest, and I would buy plastic Easter eggs by the cases, and I used to stuff them. And we used to do them for uh, Easter egg hunts. So I was thinking one day, who should I talk to about, you know, it's going to still work. So I went over and saw Jerry Clothier and, you know, told him I was looking for a job. And then 18 years later. (laughs) And, yeah, here I am. Great. So 10 years ago, I used to buy from A&A Global. But I I didn't know they did anything else really. I just bought the Navi balls from them because you guys were the cheapest on those as well, and I think you still are. Yeah, you know, yeah. A and A started out <clears throat> as a coin operated stamp vending machine company. Okay. And this was back in 1938, and you know, over the years, I mean, they've grown tremendously. Um, I can remember when they just started started to sell plush animals they were gonna you know get into the plush animal business and you know the the first stuff they brought in i mean it was you know it was plush it was it was it was a different quality it wasn't you know i mean you start off and gradually you know as they bring more and more plush into the mix their mixes have become very, very, very good. And, you know, I, I dealt with plush for 20 years and I, you know, I'm impressed, very impressed with, you know, the, the stuffed animals that they bring in. And then as they progressed through the stuffed animals, then they, all of a sudden they started getting into the redemption and they had Coco's, which was, you know, a, a sister company, and they just started, you know, getting into the redemption slowly, and you know, one step after another, and eventually here we are. I mean, you know, uh, we have a, you know, our products are compelling and wide ranging now. Where it used to be just the the capsule toys for the vending machines, the bubble gum. Right. Yeah, and uh, here we are now. Anything you put in a capsule now is basically a bin toy. Uh, so it's exciting because I feel like you know here I am. I'm I'm basically full cycle where I was when I was twelve, and then when I had the carnival business, and it's you know here we are. And you're still playing with toys. I'm still playing with toys, and I'll tell you, you know it's funny. I saw. I remember as I got older, I watched, um, used to love Peter Pan because Peter Pan never got old. And then the movie came out with, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Robin Williams. Yeah, Robin Williams, you know. And all of a sudden Peter Pan was old and I watched that. I kind of felt like that, but then all of a sudden he can fly again. And, and, you know, here I am. What do I sell? I sell fun. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, I've been selling fun for almost forty years. I, I love it. Yeah, still I love, loving it. I love toys. <laughs> yeah. I had Jim from Crane Sanity. I don't know if you ever heard of him. 
he's, uh -huh. he's in southern Michigan. He's got over 200 locations. He was at my place here Saturday, and I was talking to him. He wanted to talk for a little while. And he complimented me on the plush in my cranes, which is A&A Global Plush. He said, that stuff is really good quality. He's like, I'm surprised. I didn't know that they had such great quality. Because he won some for his kids. His kids won some. And he just thought they were, you know, they were better quality than most of the stuff you see in the cranes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the quality of our plush, I mean, like I said, I, I'm impressed with it. I, I, I really am. I, it's, you know, I, I never have a second thought about recommending it to people because it, it it's, you know, it's good plush. It is. And um, I kind of took it for granted because I've been ordering from you for years. But to have a guy that that's what he does exclusively for a living is just does, right. does the crane stuff to say that that's a great compliment, you know, and a good testament for your company. Well, they've done a good, I mean, they've, A&A's just really done a great job. I mean, I, you know, I can't say anything negative. I mean, right. you know, it, it's like, you know, in the beginning we were crawling, you know, mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're up now. We're, we're moving, we're, we're moving quickly. We're, we're almost in a complete trot. I mean, you know, and especially with what's going on now, nobody, you can't keep plush in. <laughs> yeah, that's for yeah. sure. And, yeah. I, and I think we should uh, touch on that too. You know, the logistics yeah. of shipment right now, not just for ANA Global, but and not just for our industry or redemption, but just across the country has become a huge crisis. Oh, it has. I mean, it really has. It, you know, you, you look back a year ago, year and a half ago, when all this first started happening. Yeah. You know, I, I remember saying to myself, you know what, this is just the start of a perfect storm is what it is. Because when everything shut down, well, there was no need to bring product in. So the supply chain basically came to almost a screeching halt. Um, you know, A&A brought, A&A continued bringing product in, um, but you know, when you get full, you're full, you know, and, and we were busting at the seams. And then when March hit, when everything started reopening, you know, the demand people started ordering, you know, uh, we've had stuff on order, I believe over a year that still, we still haven't got in yet because the supply chain. Right. You know, and and I, I I honestly don't see it really coming you know full cycle or getting back to where it should be until probably I'm gonna say May June next year. Yeah. If, but don't get, yeah. But but don't get me wrong. It doesn't mean that we're not gonna have products. Right. It just means that you know it's going to take that much time to get back into the regular routine, you know, getting everything in in a timely manner. Right. And one of the problems is, and it's no secret to anybody, most of our stuff comes from China. Well, exactly. And everything, exactly. 
everything post-pandemic right now is being prioritized in a different way. It isn't, right, right. It isn't really the highest bidder. It's like we need materials, we need medicine, food. That stuff takes priority for these shipping containers. So, so oh, sure. nobody's really caring about the, the floating plastic that we want to get into our fun centers. So what oh, it, it, exactly. Right. So it's coming from China, floating across the sea in a snail's pace. It gets to our ports. And mm -hmm. these, these guys could be waiting out there five weeks or longer. At exactly. Exactly. And, and, you know, just for instance, things that you don't think of, you know, I, I was about three weeks ago, four weeks ago, I brought my car in to get uh, some service done. And normally I, I get, you know, they give me a car. I mean, well, they couldn't give me a car because they didn't have any. Right. And then when I get to the lot, the lot was empty. They had no cars. They have no, they got cars. They just don't have no chips. Right. Right. Well, this one had hardly had any cars on it. Well, you know, they got cars like stored somewhere for the manufacturers, right. not the lots. Right. But no, no chips. Right. And then, you know, like for instance, the, the, the product, the, um, what do you call it? Uh, I'm stumped for words here. The raw materials that, that we use to manufacture our capsules. You, know, you never think about that. Right. Well, that price has gone up on the raw material. Right. And and it's hard to get a hold of. Yeah. You know, so I mean it's it it's the perfect storm. It's it's just, you know, and the only thing you can do is you know, hold on to the bull and go for the ride. Right. The price of containers has went up. And like sure. I, like I said, they're waiting five weeks or more at port. They get into port, and then customs. I mean, they're so backed up. You're gonna have yep. a, another five weeks waiting in customs. Exactly. And, and now today, I read an article that even once the stuff gets through customs and it's ready to ship domestically here, they're having logistics issues there and that end too. And it's just. Oh yeah, my definitely, definitely. Yeah. I see that all the time. Pricing is going up on shipping as well. I mean, they just don't have a choice. Oh, it definitely is. It's, it definitely is. It's, you know, and I, the, cost of, the cost of doing business is just going getting up. a little more expensive. Yeah. And I, I think it's kind of admirable because I see there's not been a lot of price increases from A&A Global. I don't know how you guys do it, you know, but it's... Well, you know... We have had price increases um, on some products. Sure. Um, like for instance, you know, the ducks. The ducks have gone up a couple pennies. Um, the balls have gone up a couple pennies. But it's, you know, and it's not because we want to do it. It's we have to do it because if we can't, you know, we can't make money. We can't stay in business. Right. We don't turn around and gouge, I mean, by no, any means. absolutely not. I understand that right. completely. And, right. And the pennies are understandable. You haven't been gouging at all. The only problem right. is, is with all this compounded cost, it all goes to the operators like me. Yes. And it is really hard, Joe, for one of us FEC people to raise our credit cost up a, another quarter or whatever. It's hard to justify it in our customers eyes right 
yeah, I, I I can understand how that yeah where that affects you. I mean, it, it's you know it's it's not going to last us. It's not going to last forever. You know, right now, you know, we've just like yourself. I mean, we've got to be creative. I mean, right. in the begin in the middle of the pandemic, I mean, you thought outside the box when when you decided to move all your video games outside, put up a big tent. Yeah, didn't really have a choice. Otherwise, I was just going to continue sitting there with a, a bunch of paperweights making no money for me. Right. And, and that was that's what we as an industry need to do right now, is we have to think outside the box a little bit. And, and you know, it, it, you have to you have to do something. Right. You have to try something. It, you know, what did you have to lose by doing that? Really nothing. It I was, mean, it was, you have it, it was scary, Joe, it, in, a, in an investment wise, because that tent, you know, was twenty grand. Oh wow! Okay. You know, it was a huge tent to cover it up, and I was ready to put heaters in it. I had to run a lot of a, a lot more electric out to that parking lot that I put it in. It was right. a, it was a big investment, but I'll tell you, it paid off. It paid off. It paid yeah. off big, unbelievable. Yeah. And that's what we have to do as an industry. We have to try different things. Right. It was know, we, have to, we have to take that calculated risk sometimes, you know, just for the time being. I mean, it's, it's, we'll get back there. I mean, I have, I have no doubt. You know, it's just, um, we got to hold on. I tell you, Joe, that tent idea worked out so well. I have this tickle in the back of my mind that every summer I should do this. Because yep. what it did above and beyond, because we're a hotel, a water park, etc. There's a, there's a lot of people that go in there and don't even realize that we are a huge family entertainment center on the lower floor too. Yes. That tent, oh, that tent blew away that idea because now we get so many locals coming in because they never even knew. Just, sure. Just amazing. Uh, that's that's great, Tim. That that was very that was brilliant, by the way. Uh, thank so. you. I I it just worked out. It was a risk, and it worked out. I'm glad it did. So, I'll tell you, one of the things that I really like for my other game room, where I put a lot of your candy as redemption. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh man, those those little niche candies you guys have. You know, it's like a toy with candy in it. It could yes. be slush puppy gummies, slush puppy chews, the little cobra, yep. cobras with can toy cobras with candy in it. Man, what those things fly off the shelves. People play games just to get those candies. It's 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 great, Tim. It's a, it's a, they're novelties, and I, I, it's funny thing. You know, back in the day when I when I had my company, I A and A had these two uh, actually cocos had these two items that I loved. And one of them was called Worms and Dirt. All right. It okay. was a gummy worm in um, Oreo cookies, crunched up. <laughs> and back back then I was paying 31 cents a piece. Sure. <laughs> you know, I, I was selling that at, I was selling that at um, $18 a dozen to the schools. And then there was another item, it was Cookie Chew. Now, Cookie Chew was a, a great novelty item. What it was, 
it was a dog bowl with little graham, I believe they were graham cooked, graham uh, cracker like cookies okay. in, the, in the bowl and a sweet tart bone wrapped. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. It, and I'll never forget when I had my business, the schools used to come in and they would, you know, go through my showroom. And um, this mother, this group of ladies came in and one mother had a little girl with her. And I always, you know, asked the mothers, you know, I said, all right, if they have something, I'd give them, you know, candy or a little toy. She said, sure. And I said to her, okay, what, what candy would you like? Well, she, she wanted the, the cookie chew. Okay. All right. But not the cookie. Yeah. You know what I mean? So she, she put it down, asked her mom if she could go and open it. She opened it. All right. This would have been a perfect commercial. She opened it, put her hands behind her back, barked and started eating, just putting <laughs> her head down into the bowl. That's eating. hilarious. And, and, you know, but novelty candy is, is incredible. I mean, we have, you know, we have sprays, we have squeezes, we have dipping licks, you know, um, we have, you know, we have the, we have the, um, icy, we have slush puppy, um, it, you know, all different, you know, popping candy to squeeze candy, dipping licks. Uh, we even have a giant gummy. Oh yeah. Uh, slush puppy. That does slush puppy. And we have an icy as well. Okay. And then, um, I sent you the, we had, um, oh, what was it? The three new, the three new candies. Yeah. I, and I ordered cases of each of those. I thought that was a great idea. I love yes. those candies. They just fly off the shelves. And they're great because now they're gearing a little bit more now, not just to the younger kids, because, you know, bringing the icy gummy and the icy chews into the mix. Right. You know, even the older kids, you know, young adults, Me. you know, adults, old people. <laughs> yeah. Well, I shouldn't say old people because I'm there now, but you know what I mean. Well, you're still you're still a young old person, just like me. Yeah, I'm a young old guy. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Hey. So we're constantly bringing new things, and they do very, very well. Yep, and you got the classics too, like the. Tootsie Rolls, the Tootsie Pops, the oh, yeah. Smarties, yeah. Pixie Sticks, yeah. everything, all, all that staple. And I get it all from you, too. Yeah, we have all of that. I like the candy yeah. necklaces. One yeah. of the niche things that you guys have been getting lately that I really like for my high roller case is the, you got the different lava lamps. Yep. But above that, now you got these, uh, like, a, a, is it a s'more maker? Cracker oh, s'mores, yeah. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those, we have an electric s'mores maker. We have a Bob Ross toaster. I saw that. So, tell me. Yeah, ice shaver, snow cone. Yeah. Your, we even have a Coca-Cola two-slot hot dog and bun toaster. Right. See, your Bob Ross toaster started, yeah. started a conversation, you know, in my office the other day. Because I, right. I was asking, what is this fascination with Bob Ross? Do you know what it is? I mean, the guy, I remember when I was a kid, I'd watch him paint on TV. He's a sen um, sensation now. He, you know, it's funny. It's like what what, what was old is new, you know. Um, 
He used to have a a, a show, I think, uh, Joy of Painting or something. Yes, he did. But that was that was and that was on PBS, and it was from 1983 to 94. Okay. But the, so the thing is, Joe, whoever yeah. whoever is posthumously marketing for this guy. I want them to market for me while I'm still alive because they're doing a great yeah. job. <laughs> yes. And, you know, we also have, Tim, I should tell you, we have a cotton candy maker also. Okay. That ties in with uh, Brian Duke from my last one, except for you. I know. I listened to that. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I used, I used to get my um, cotton candy stuff from uh, gold metal products. Okay, sure. You know, yeah. Uh, but, uh, wow, memories. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I have the cotton candy maker. The, you got a snow cone maker. Just great yep. great ideas. I don't have the Bob Ross toaster. I'm probably making a big mistake by not having it. Right. <laughs> but I saw that there's, like, pop, Funko Pop figures of Bob Ross, too. It's just amazing. Oh, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's crazy what comes back, you know, comes back to us. So, Joe, who are your mentors in the industry? You got any mentors? Oh, wow. I know Jerry is probably one of them. Jerry, uh, definitely. Uh, you know, I have to say Brian Covens. He's, you know. Sure. Um, I knew Brian when he was a young young kid. Um so he is, and then, then there was some guys, you know, um, old man Hank. It's it's funny. I was talking to a friend of mine that's still in the biz, carnival business, and he said, uh, he said, Joe, you remember we used to make fun of the old guys? <laughs> and I said, Yeah, I, I I do, Perry. He says we're the old guys now. <laughs> I'm like, Yeah, but there's one guy that stands out. His name was Hank. Hank used to run a, a small stand. And it was a winner every time. It was a spindle, the old spindles. Okay. And he could flash a joint and make it look so appealing that you would you you just could not walk by his joint. You had to stop just by to to look at what he had up on the walls. Nice. So he came by my stand when when I was early in the business. He said, "What's this?" I said, "What's well, my car? It's my joint, Carol stand." He says. Who put the prizes up? I said, well, I said, I did. He shook his head. I said, well, what's wrong? He goes, never mind, never mind. Do me a favor. Can I, can I show you something? I said, yeah. He says, come back in 15 minutes. Just leave. So I came back in 15 minutes, and I didn't recognize my stand, the joint. He had all these prizes flashed in such a way that it made you want to win that item, which was incredible. And he, he taught me so much about, you know, how to flash, you know, mix the colors up, mix the shapes, mix, mix the sizes, you know, and, you know, just always, you know, if you have a hot item that everybody's looking for, you know, in two days, move it to the other side of the joint because that's going to force the people to look across the joint and see all the other prizes to look for what they're looking for. Right. And they'll see so it's it forces you to look and see. And, and now, when you do that and now you're giving that advice to other people. 
Oh my God, definitely, definitely. You have to. So, so you're right when you I mean, told Perry, you guys are the old men now. Yeah, because when, you know, you just can't set up a redemption wall and leave it. No. Because it won't do anything. You have to keep it lively. You have to move things around. You don't have to redecorate the whole wall. You know, what are your hot items? Move them around. Right. You know. That, um, that's what I need you for, Joe. I need you to come come to my place, ha have a look, and I want you to take Hank's philosophy that was ingrained into your soul and help, yep. help me put that into my redemption center. Now, oh, definitely. What, I would well that, yeah. Yeah, what I know are the games, right? So right. I, I use Hank's philosophy and Joe's philosophy in the games, where I put the games. Because, sure. Because, you, you know, to translate that to the games, you you put your better games closer to redemption, right? And then right. the older games go out away from redemption. Correct. You know, unless it's well, big, something big that's going to catch everybody's eye anyway, or the or I would say the ski balls or ice balls, those those people will look for. But you put your good stuff close to redemption, and I'm sure you do the same thing with correct. The redemption philosophy. You know, it's it's like a carnival. If you ever go to a carnival, you you and it, a grace a grocery store is the same thing. But I'll just use a carnival for sure uh, for this. So if you notice when they set up a carnival, the food is not all in one spot. You might have Coca Cola in this side, and if you walk down the road around the carnival a little bit, then they're going to have the popcorn, and then maybe the cotton candy. So what they're forcing you to do is they're forcing you to move, right. and they're forcing you to walk around. By doing that, you're seeing all these different things. All right, Supermarkets, the same thing. If you go in the supermarket today and you look at one of the end caps, you might see Cheerios. Okay? Mm -hmm. You come back tomorrow or the, a week later, well, Cheerios aren't there. Now you've got to go look for them. Right. So it's forcing you to move around. And the more you see, the more you buy. And the car and, and the redemption's the same way. The more you see, the more you want. The more they want, the more they spend. And that's what we want to do. Yeah, without a doubt. That's the way it works. Grocery, yep. redemption, games, carnivals. Yep. The people that yep. know Hank's philosophy and Joe's philosophy are the ones that make the money. Yep, yep, exactly. So, Joe, if you were able to go back to 18-year-old Joe McCormick and give him one piece of advice, do you know what it would be? Wow. Just keep moving. Yeah? Just keep moving. I mean, life life is a journey. I mean, you know, you're here one day, you're somewhere else the next day. Right. Yeah, you know, Take the challenges. Don't be afraid to try things. You know, we're not we're not always going to be a hundred percent successful in everything we do, but we learn from our mistakes. And I I think that's an important thing is that we learn from our mistakes, that we keep moving. You know, you hit a brick wall. Okay, so you can't go through the brick wall. Now you got to figure out: Do you climb over it or you go around it? But you don't let it stop you. 
That's for sure. That's a, you know, I'm a technician at heart. That's how I started in the industry. I got to where I got really good at fixing games, electronics, etc. I did biomedical for a while. And that's the technician's philosophy too. Most people come up to a brick wall and they stop. You know, okay, now I need help. A technician gets to it, they find a way under it, over it, around it, or break through it. And that's what, right. That's what sets them apart. So. And that's the same. That's with me, you know. And, and you know, Tim, it's it's funny. I, I look back at my life and everything I've done. I mean, I've had I've done so many things in my life. You know, I I, I was I worked with a caterer on Navy ships going out of Fall River for shakedown cruises with okay. with the Army. I so I sold Coca Cola at Fenway Park when I was a kid. Great. You know. I worked in the state house in Boston. Um, you know, I caddied. I all the things I've done in my life. I really, honestly, don't have one regret. I don't. God has been good to me, and and um, yeah, I give Him thanks for for everything. You know. Um, Amen. You know, yeah. And, and you know, look, I, I've been with A and A. Yeah, 19, 20 years, whatever. They're a great company to work for. Very family-oriented. You know, they care about you. They take care of us. You know, and, and the thing that I like is that we're we're family. We're all family. And, uh, you know, I think, I, I think that is probably the, you know, the greatest thing. Yeah, I, I love waking up in the morning and coming to work. Yeah, I, I do. I love to sell toys. I like to talk to the customers. I like to find out what they're doing. I, I, I would I I wouldn't do anything different. You right. know, I'm I'm very satisfied. That passion makes you successful at what you do and very good at yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember when you first came to uh to my place. Yeah. You know, I thought this guy loves what he does. You know, and that just makes it a memorable moment. Yeah. And we've pretty much hit it off ever since. I'm. You know, oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. It's, it's nice. You know, it, it's, you know, this industry is filled with so many great people. Without a doubt. Yeah. You know, you know, and, and it's, it's incredible. And I'm, you know, I'm proud to be part of it. You know, I really am. I, I'm humbled. So, you know. Yeah, without a doubt. So anything else going on? What are some of the challenges going on with uh, ANA Global? I know that uh, the logistics of getting stuff in is definitely well, at the top of the list. That is a very, very important question. You know, we're like everybody else. You know, we're, we're waiting for product to come in. Mm -hmm. One of the things that ANA is doing is that we are seeking out domestic products. I believe in my heart that A&A has, if not the best, you know, some of the best buyers in the industry, okay. without a yeah. doubt. And, 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 you know, I'm not saying this to make anybody feel good, but I real this is what I really feel. They're constantly bringing in new items, you know, new prizes domestically. And yet we might not have 10,000 pieces. We might have 1,000 pieces. We might have 500 pieces. We might have it this week, and we might not have it next week. 
But what we're doing is, and, and one of my sayings, one of the things I say to people, and it's kind of funny in a way, but it's true. We might not always have what you want, okay, but we're going to have what you need. <laughs> we are. Sure, that's yeah. true. It's true. And so, okay, so you got to change, you know, change it around a little bit for the time being. Well, think of the positive as you've got the product to put up there. Yep. You know, people are going to play for it. I mean, customers call me and ask me what's new, you know, or, or what's on sale. And I tell them, anything we have on the website is on sale right now. If, if, if you know, if you need help looking for certain products, certain ticket values, you know, call one of us. Um, we'll take the time to go over stuff with you. We'll find things for you. If you need help. Uh, understanding the website we can do that we can do a virtual call you have videos on your website that teach we have videos how to use, on our website. How to use yep. it it's great so we you know it's all there and and then we've got some great features on our website too and i think one of the the best features in my opinion is when it says call to order or out of stock Underneath it, you will see you'll see um, add add to wish list. I believe that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. Add to wish list. Click on that. Put your email address in there. Once it hits the dock, you'll get an email telling you that it's back in stock. Now you okay. can also pre-order by calling in and talking to one of the salespeople if you need something. Perfect. So what I also saw when you were talking about the products and you know you you might not have what we want but you have what we need what i have found is a lot of your products that i turn my nose up at and i'm like no i'm not never going to order that yeah i actually ordered them and i like them and they're selling like mad it forced me to do things that i wouldn't normally do you know and i'm getting products that i me personally you know, and I, I'm breaking my own rule because I always do that with games, too. If it's a game I like, like I told Brian, it's like the phone center would be full of pinballs. And it, there would be no money to be made. I was making that same mistake with the prizes. Oh, this, yeah. This pandemic taught me a valuable lesson. There's other prizes out there that I should try, and they'll fly off the shelves. You know, instead of getting into a routine, it, it is nice to mix it up every now and then. It is. I, you know... Uh... A gentleman once told me, he said to me, if you're not willing to take chances or try things, you don't belong in the business. It's true. He said, he said this to me bluntly, and, uh, and I was like, wow. And then another thing I learned early on was don't buy what you like because what we like it's not what everybody else is going to like. True. You know, you have to try things. You know, don't be afraid, you know, to try things. Because I think what this pandemic has taught us is that there are other items out there that are viable and do well. You know, I've heard some people complain, well, we have to change, you know, we have to change so much around if we do that. You know, we got to go into the system and this and that. Well, that's part of the business. You want to make more money? 
you're going to try different things. And, and whatever you do, you know, don't buy the farm. Test the milk first. <laughs> right. And that's and, sound yeah. advice. Sound advice. Yeah. So, Joe, five years from now, where do you see our industry? What do you think some of the major things or major changes are going to be, especially with redemption? It's, I, I, I don't think it's ever going to go away. I, I think the challenge, the challenge is keeping up with the times, what's, what's hot, what's going on, you know, the games, you know, right now, you know, we've got what ax throwing, we've got laser tags mixed in. I mean, it's like a one-stop shop for arcades, right? VR, you name it. V, yeah, and I think VR is going to get a little bit bigger too. And I think there's, who knows, they might find a way to uh, actually tie that into redemption. Right. So wh one of the things that I've been seeing, and personally, I don't think this is ever going to catch on, but I could be wrong. Because I think the nature of people, when they go to a redemption center, they want to get their prize. They, they played the games. They want to go to the counter oh, yeah. of the store, get their prize, you know, and have their prize in their hand. But I see a lot of them that are going virtual with the redemption. So what it is is you, you swipe you swipe your card, and you've got a, a kiosk. You pick what you want, and they ship it to you like Amazon, maybe a couple days. But I just yeah. don't, I don't think that's... I don't work. see that, Tim. And, and you know why? All right, from my early days in the carnival all the way to present, one thing people want, they want instant gratification. Right. I don't want to have, they don't, they're not going to want to wait for their prize. They want their prize. You know, it, it's that, everybody loves a winner. And you know what? If you do that, if that happens to the industry, what's going to happen is nobody's going to see anybody winning. And when nobody sees anybody winning, why does anybody want to play? Everybody likes a winner. Yep, they like you to know? watch people win stuff too. Exactly, yeah. because you know what it tells them? It tells them if they can win, I can win. Right. That smart industries knocked it out of the park with their ticket ring game. So what it is, Joe, it's a, it's a cardboard ring with a label on it that comes out right. of this crane. These kids they'll put like six or eight of them on their arm, wear one like a crown. They walk, yep. they walk around the fun center and people are like, Oh man, where'd the kids get those? And then they find the game and then they start playing it. It's the yeah. same. It's the old, it's same the old carnival. Yeah. yeah. It's the old carnival mentor. You know, I, you'd pay somebody, Hey, give me a 10 bucks for what? I want you to carry this big giraffe around the park for half an hour. <laughs> yeah. And tell people where you want it. And that's, you know, that's what you do. I can remember running a game and I would run a wheel and it was a birthday wheel. No, I'm sorry. It wasn't. It was a 60 number wheel and you get three, three numbers for a dollar is what you would do. Okay. So I was given out $6 prize and I was taking in $20. Okay. Okay. So which was good return. Yeah. So what I would do is, I get three or four people will come up and play and you know, other people will be watching them. Three people, the number comes up, nobody had it. So I would say, okay, never mind. Leave your money here. If three more people put money up here, 
then I'm going to spin it again. Well, these people, what they would do, I would get all the numbers covered. I'm going to give one away. I give away. I, t I took in 20 bucks. I gave out six. Yep, there you go. And the winner. And then you know what? They stay there because now they know they can win. And that's what we want. We want people to win. You know, you don't want them to lose. No. You want you want them to win. Right. I want them to tell other people. It's like, oh my gosh, I just won this card from Keymaster, ticket ring, exactly, or, or whatever merchandisers are I have. I I won the it, big jackpot on Big Bass. Right. There are three types of games in because in a in an arcade. All right. There, there's the games that people pay play because of nostalgia. Right. You know, i.e. the pinball machine or. Um, the roller bowler, even though it gives out tickets, okay? Yeah. Those are people remember these games. Then there are games of skill because everybody likes to test their skill. And the third one is a winner every time. Those are basically the three games that, that you need to do because you cover all the bases. Right. You know, like, like, the, like the coin, the, the pushers. You know, people love playing those things. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's like going to the casino and pulling that that lever. You know, uh, you know, waiting for the cherries. You know. Yeah, I have so many people on the forums, like on Facebook, talking about how you know it's it's so much easier with RFID. But to me, and to my guess, I it just doesn't work. They got to have that card in their hand collecting those cards out of those card pushers yep and, and they they have so much more fun but to get back on topic five years i i do see where these kiosks could come in come into play yep so you you have a menu of all your redemption items on a kiosk you pick what you want hit enter and it it sends a ticket to the redemption counter and they fill it and it's all ready to go by the time you get there that I think is innovative, and I believe Semnox is doing that or has it in the works. Okay, so but you have the prices on yes. on um, on site exactly. Yes. Okay, yep. I can see, I can understand that. Yeah, I, I could see that, which would which be better because it you know it 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 helps. So October fourth and fifth, we're having the MCMOA. Are you coming out again this year, Joe? I I, I do believe so. Okay, great. I'd love to see yep, your little I, booth there. Yeah, yeah. Now they haven't sent me anything as far as you know the the booth charge and everything like that yet. So okay, I'll figure all that out and I'll send it to you. Yeah, that way that way you're aware because I you know I'd yeah definitely definitely love to get you out at the lodge. Again yeah, have a good always time. look forward to going up to Frankenmuth. <laughs> yeah, and bring Robin with you. Oh, definitely, Robin won't let me go without her. That's good. She, yeah, we she likes those card and coin pushers too. Oh, she loves the card pushers, yeah. <laughs> coin pushers. Yeah. yeah, she likes the casino too. So. Well, I don't think that you're going to ever be able to retire, Joe. I think that you know every time that you bring that up, A and A Global is just going to say, "Come on, Joe, just give us one more year, one more year." Yeah, so I, I can't see, you know. It, I can't see a date or a time. I'm, I'm just You're still stoked. Yeah, about I love it. it. Yeah, I just love it. You know, 
And that's yeah, good I for work. us in the industry because we need Joe McCormick's in the industry. You do a great job. You're great to work with. You work for a great company. It's it just it's the full package. I like it. Yeah. Well, Tim, I really appreciate those nice things. Thank you. Yeah. And I, I try. That's you know that's what I do. I give it everything. You know, they one one time somebody had told me if you try something and fail, that's not failure. Failure is not trying. Right. Well, so I'm going to try to hang around. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, what was the last show you were at, Joe? The last show. Um, with the pandemic, uh, it's probably been a while, huh? Yeah, I think I was down in. Did I do? I think I might have done the Ohio show. I did the Ohio bowling show. Okay. And it was it was well received. It was down in Columbus. Okay. Are you going and, to IAPA? Uh, I will be at IAPA. Yes. Okay. Perfect. I'll definitely yep, see I'll, you there. I'll be down there for the whole the whole week. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to meeting up with you. But I'll see you before that, so. Yeah, you will. Yep. At the MCMOA, yep. That'll yep, be fun, yep. too. Oh, yeah, it should be good. I'm looking forward to seeing everybody. It's been, what, two years? Yeah. <laughs> two years of limbo. Hard to believe, isn't it? Uh, it is. And there's so many changes to the industry, to our country, to the world. Just unbelievable. Yeah, you know, all we can do is just keep praying, my friend. Yeah, well, this too shall pass. And the industry, oh, it will. The industry it is going to get better. I think at IAPA, we're going to, it's going to be exciting. There's going to be a lot of new things. People are going to be chomping at the bit to buy stuff because everybody's been doing good across the country. So these game manufacturers and these redemption companies like A&A Global, they're going to have to have a lot of nice shiny things to show us when we come busting through the gates. Yeah. All, all we got to remember is that the finest steel has to go through the hottest fire. Remember. <laughs> Wise well, words from a man that's been in the industry for quite a long time. Yep. That, I quoted Richard Nixon on that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, my friend, I am going to let you go. Thank you so very much for joining the show. It was very nice to share the wisdom with you and hear all these great things that you've went through and done and experienced in the industry and about your company, A&A Global. I yeah. mean, they, if people want to get a hold of you and buy stuff from A&A Global, the stuff that you have right now, how would they get a hold of you, Joe? Well, they can call me at one 800 638-6000, and my extension is 328. Okay. Or you can send me an email at jmccormack at aaglobal.com. Perfect. So I highly suggest that you get a hold of Joe if you're looking for redemption toys uh, balls, ducks, the, the full gamut, anything you need for your fun center, for your merchandisers, and your redemption counter. They have great toys. And before I let you go, I do have one more question, Joe. Yes, Tim. If I started ordering tons and tons of stuff, I see all these toys and beautiful packaging and everything. Can I get those branded to my 
to my company? Yes, we we do um, we do offer custom um, products. Okay, um, yeah, we have a whole different array of custom items. All right, I just wanted to know that and let all of our listeners know that as well because there's some big players out there that they they may not have known about A and A Global yet, and that is a great service, you know, to get all that those toys branded to say your company name in the little corner of it. The packaging yeah. looks great and everything. Yeah, we have a great uh, great crew that puts together the uh, the products and um, our product development team. I said is you know they're top of the industry. They're great great bunch of people. They do an excellent job. All right, shout out to A and A Global. Thank you very much for being on the show. This is Tim with FECTalk.com. Everybody have a great day.